Here we are, live and kicking, and I am delighted to welcome you who are out there listening to the next episode of the Downtime Talks, and thank you so much for tuning in. On this show, I'm speaking with guests about the trending topics in and around our great industry in construction, innovative ideas, and new ways to eliminate downtime in construction. I'm Sean Brogard, I'm the CEO here at TrackUnit, and it's my true pleasure on today's show to welcome Annie Heiskanen uh, to the Downtime Talk. A warm welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. So before we get going, let's just uh, help people understand who you are, where you're coming from, and uh, a little bit of your background, please. Well, I, I am an architect by a profession originally, worked in the industry for many years, but also I've been a software developer and management consultant helping companies use technologies and innovate, uh, especially in the construction sector, but also I've been happy to help other, other industries as well. And recently I've been more and more focused on communication how, because I, I think communication is a uh, very critical part of every change that we are making and, and I, I'm sure that we need communication and change in the industry. Very good. Hey, uh, Annie, it's great to have you on the show today. And um, is it fair to say that you are from Finland? I am from Finland. I'm, I'm currently in Helsinki, Finland, um, uh, but I'm also very much on online often. Uh, you can find me on social media and also I have a blog and podcast uh, at aec-business.com where you can find me and connect with me. Very good. Excellent. So uh, let's kick things off here uh, with a, a pretty broad question on what downtime means to you. Yeah, that's a, that's a critical question in the industry. Um, I've been happy to have uh, Alto University as our client, and they have been studying uh, downtime or waste, as they call it, uh, for, for several years now using IoT and uh, uh, sensors. They have used uh, cameras, video recordings, and of course, um, observations on construction sites. And they have noticed that we have a lot of waste. Um, in general, I would say that a typical worker um, spends about 30% of their time on value-adding activities, which means that 70% or sometimes even more of their time is spent on something that doesn't directly add value. And um, I think that is uh, downtime, if anything. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Um, so as, as you have, uh, maybe just give us a little bit of, of a broader understanding of the, the study itself um, and what type of construction sites that the study was conducted in or at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, they have been studying uh, several types of construction sites, new construction, renovation, and also sites that uh, use lean construction. And especially here in Finland, we uh, use tact production, which, is, uh, which comes from the uh, auto industry. And uh, even though we have these very, let's say, well-planned 
projects, well-scheduled projects, we still see this waste happening. And um, mm. these studies have taken place on several pro uh, research pro projects, so they are just not just one study, but in fact several studies. And they show, for example, that um, construction workers uh, they look for information, materials, tools. Sometimes somebody is um, working on the same spot as they are supposed to be working, so they cannot start their job at the, the job site. Uh, and, and this doesn't just uh, um, concern people. We also see that materials on construction sites have downtime. In fact, uh, the studies show that a typical material, on average, uh, moves six times on the site before it it uh, is delivered to the the spot where it should be consumed. So even material has downtime. I think this is a fascinating study. Is that um, if our audience before we dive into it, because I definitely want to know a lot more here. But where would you go read up on this study? Is it public available? Yes, um, if you want to read those uh, studies, they are at uh, building2030.com. And it's uh, the, the entry, entry page is in Finnish, but you can find the English version as well. So there are also studies in English. but And also I share many of those studies on my blog, so you can find them there as well. Right. Let's make sure to put those into the, uh, the show notes and uh, into the post. But uh, thanks a lot for that reference. So uh, let's try to unfold uh, downtime slash waste uh, in, in this study here. Um, what are some of the, what, what's the background of us as an industry that we've reached this point, you would say? I mean, 30% in, in an office environment uh, would be unacceptable. Right? Why, what, why, why do you think that we've come to this level or low level? Um. Of course, there are several reasons, and the interesting thing is that when we put uh, sensors on workers or observe their work with cameras, you would expect that they would be, get nervous about this uh, uh, big brother thing following on their work. But in fact, uh, workers themselves say that now it's time to show how inefficiently we are actually managed. <laughs> so they are pointing the fingers to the manage, uh, management. Uh, and of course, that is um, a big deal. Uh, may, maybe our, our problems stem from the fact that on, on an average construction site, for example, here in Finland, if you have a typical apartment building uh, site, you can have 40 subcontractors, 40. Mm. So... Uh, that means that there are so many moving parts, so many pa participants in the project that it's really difficult to con uh, um, control and coordinate the work on the site. And that, that, that's why we, uh, when we schedule work, we use a lot of buffers between any task so that there is enough time for, for this waste to happen. So, mm. in fact... Uh, and, and that's why we are, for example, using this stacked production, which aims at um, removing those buffers and making sure that everybody's working so efficiently for one tact, which can be uh, which which can be one day or four hours or or even less, so that we um, 
very very much make the the workflow and the logistics flow so those buffers are one of the reasons why we are a little bit uh, maybe uh, used to that we have time uh, mm. so uh, that's that's uh, one thing so 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 having many participants having a scheduling uh, that doesn't really um, control the work well mm. enough so those are the reasons and of course uh, there is also a myth uh, among clients that if you try to reduce the construction time it ends up in you you end up with uh, quality problems but that mm. doesn't have to be so mm. very interesting I, I can clearly see how this comes down to uh, f to communication, even though that can also be very, very abstract. So um, in this study here, what, is, what are some of the solutions I've seen you referring to uh, what you call situational awareness on construction sites? Um, and so maybe help us understand what that is and uh, what it can do to help solve the problem. Yes. Um as I, as I mentioned previously, one of the problems is that people are, workers are looking for information. They are not sure what the, where the information is, what they, where, where the designs are, if they are up to date, what, what's the schedule. And so they need to have a, so many meetings on sites, which also take time and are very inefficient. Situational awareness is a, a, an idea that it means that everyone on a project as a real-time picture of what what is happening right now, who is doing what, where, and what has happened previously. So, is everything has everything gone as planned, and also what what should be happening next? What are the next actions, and are we able to do those? And this situational awareness uh, nowadays it doesn't exist uh, unless you go out and walk around the the construction site and see yourself with your own eyes. So that is one of the, um, the challenges and, and situational awareness. Now we can use technology to provide that to everybody. So, for example, something that you're familiar with, uh, IoT devices, sensors, cameras, uh, we use those to uh, create the situational awareness. The problem, of course, is that... Um, we get so much data from these devices and systems and the, and the data may not be um, interoperable. So we need to make sure that we can actually utilize that data. And one of the things that we are now looking into is using AI to um, analyze and deliver the data so that it's useful for everybody. Mm. So in, in this study here, has uh, do you have evidence of uh, this approach uh, by also applying technology can, can reduce the waste? Have you starting to see results from applying a new practice? Yes. Um, yes, that is. Uh, there, there have been, there are all already companies that are applying these technologies, for example, here in Finland and also elsewhere. And um, what we have, what we have seen is, um, reduction of uh, meetings by 50% or even more, inspections, uh, reduction of inspections. You can do those automatically or remotely. Um, uh, we can 
see that um, we can take um, 20 to 30 percent of the uh, original schedule. We can reduce the lead time. Uh, also, quality problems se seem to go down, maybe 20 percent less quality issues. And these are just, I would say, very conservative uh, numbers so far. But uh, mm. yes, there are, there are evidence. And the fact that we now have data means that we can really have evidence that is uh, verifiable. So it's not just opinions. That's, that's fascinating. I'm sure all our listeners want to know more details about this. Uh, so can you give a little bit of detail on, is there a product out there that you would recommend? Uh, what type of cost are we looking at to try to get some of these uh, benefits uh, harvest? And how long did it take to implement and see the results? Well, um, as I said, this is uh, very much based on, on university studies and universities naturally, they they create prototypes and prototypes are not commercially uh, ready. But there is, for example, one uh, startup here in Finland called AI for Sight, which uh, uses these technologies and AI. And they have um, they, they are also here in, uh, in Finland and also in the UK. There is an Israeli company or nowadays US company Build Dots, for example. Uh, they are using the same methods. Um, so there are, I would look into startups. And of course, then there are companies like Trimble, larger companies mm -hmm. that are using, uh, doing things like this. Of the pricing, I'm not, I cannot say that now because these are still pretty new products. And mm -hmm. I think that the pricing is ne negotiable. <laughs> so, but uh, but I'm, I'm sure that we will see more and more of this because there is a lot of investments going on in in. Um, AI-powered uh, companies. For example, I just read that, uh, in fact, over the last three years, the investments in AI, construction AI startups has, is, has been uh, greater than in financial tech startups, which mm. is surprising yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've read that study too. Yeah. That's, uh, that's fascinating. Hey, this is a very uplifting uh, message uh, that there, there is hope out there. Um, so one side is tech and products and platforms and whatnot. What about the behavioral side of the people and the adoption of technology when, when you look at that? Is there any advice or best practice that you can share? Uh, yes, I have been actually um, taking part in, in some customer uh, events of, of these pro uh, software providers. And um, and what I have heard that whenever, there are two approaches naturally, top down. So the management says that you have to use something or, or the client says you have to use something. That's maybe a top down approach, which might work. But as I said, we have so many subcontractors that if you try to, involve everybody it's very hard to get this top-down approach to work so i would start maybe bottom up so to speak mm. i would give these tools to trades trades people uh teams uh subcontractors and let them try them out and i have heard uh, that even uh, in in some cases these subcontract uh, subcontractors or trade contractors they have actually 
wanted to use these tools and and even though the project originally didn't have them they have recommended so when the recommending recommendation comes from the actual workers it's it's the best uh, recommendation and um, of course when if if and when you can clearly see that these the technologies benefit your work it's much easier to to sell them um, one thing that i would because i have seen over the last last decades that the amount of of amount of paperwork has increased dramatically mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if you can take away some of that paperwork and automate some of those processes i think that is that is an easier sell than adding something more on top of those processes mm-hmm. Very good. Hey, I think that's uh, that's a really good insight, and uh, I really thank you for coming on the show tonight. And I can see why you have been identified as one of the top 100 influencers uh, in construction, uh, Ani. And I'm looking forward to hopefully drive uh, additional uh, listeners uh, to your work. Uh, thank you so much for for sharing this useful piece of uh, research. And um, with that. I am going to uh, thank everyone for listening in here today and uh, asking for you to subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes of the Downtime Talk. We are good to go. Thank you very much, Arnie. It was a pleasure to have you on the show today. Yeah, it, it was uh, really exciting. and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to connect with you, whoever is online. Thank you.